is a bright and sunny Saturday. You have just entered the wonderful world. That's probably trademarked. The wonderful world of whimsy. <laughs> you have just entered whimsy world with your family. Who all is here with you today? Oh, God damn it. I wasn't prepared. Hold on. Let me mute, but I'm listening. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you prepared oh, for? I bet he's got to practice an Aggie non-pirate. Non-pirate. Non-pirate voice. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Sorry, I should have warned you. Hi, I'm da- I'm Daggy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Aggie's dad. And I'm Maggie, Maggie's mom. <laughs> oh, my. It just so happened to work out that way. We, da- we taught our beautiful kids how to be pirates, <laughs> but they're not pirates yet. He tangled his beard in me booty, and out came Aggie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cap. I'm offended. That's how babies are born, right? You know what? You showed me I'm just going to wing it. Here we are. I just, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't do anything right now. I'm just going to wing it. Let's go. Let's do this. You, you are... On vacation with your family, this is your, is this your first time at Whimsy World? Or do you think your family's the type of family that went to Whimsy World regularly? Uh, this is definitely my first time at Whimsy World. Okay. And who all in your family is here? Uh, just me, my mom, my dad, and my little brother. Is it your little brother or your twin? I was born first. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> incredible and what's your twin brother's name richard good okay good <laughs> just, 
just seeing if you're going to say little dick or whatever. <laughs> Currently, my little brother's name is Richard. But he is your twin brother. You were just born first, right? I am nine minutes older than Richard. Sure. I envision you and your family walking down what was then known as Main Street, straight for the castle. And as soon as you get to, you know, pretty much the central hub, your dad is looking at a map of the park, and he points at Bacchnalia and kind of nudges your mom. Ooh. And <laughs> no, not sexually, thank you. <laughs> and says, hey, I think we should go there. Well, honey, that was where the kids were conceived. <laughs> I didn't expect anyone to respond. <laughs> you filled my teacup, if I remember correctly. Jesus. <laughs> the last time we were at Whimsy World without the kids. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. That's a good idea. And your dad looks at you, Agatha, and says, Hey, hey, why don't you take Richard and y'all go to Pirate's Cove? That looks fun. Dad, I want to go to the mountain. Well, which one? There's several on the map here. There's Moist Mountain. The wet one. It's hot. I want to go to the water ride. He looks at his watch. Okay, okay, you and Richard need to meet us back here at exactly lunchtime, 12 p.m., and we'll go get lunch together. Does that sound good? Can I have your watch? Richard pipes up, and he's tapping on his little calculator watch on his wrist. Aggie, Aggie, I have a watch. We'll be back here at 12, Dad. Yeah, we promise. And. Richard is going to try to take your hand. Come on, Rick. Do you grab his hand? Yeah. Okay. And I imagine y'all are like skipping happily off to the left there where Pirate's Cove is. No, I'm running really fast. <laughs> You're dragging Ricky along, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, Ricky's, okay. Ricky's, the, Ricky's the nerd. Okay, so you, the two of you, get to Pirate's Cove. And I think as soon as you walk, like across the little bridge that leads into this area of the park, you immediately see this massive fountain in the center with the ship cresting on top of a wave. You see Moist Mountain in the background. There is a water pirates ride there as well. Scallywag's Lagoon. And you see... There's stands to get popcorn and ice cream. There's like a little arcade area. Pretty much a kid's dream. And what is the first thing you do? Ricky, do you see this? Ricky is speechless. <laughs> it's amazing! <laughs> Ricky is like clutching your hand now. And he's going to try to pull off to the right where there's like the little arcade. That's what he pulls to first. Do you follow him or do you try to pull him in a different direction? You want to play the game? Let's go up the mountain. You you want to ride? You want to ride that? 
Look at it. It looks a little scary. It looks incredible. Okay. But we get to do what I want to do next, right? Let's go up the mountain, and then we can do whatever you want to do. The two of you head off to Moist Mountain. I don't know if you want to describe Moist Mountain at all or what the ride is like. Wet. (laughs) Great. You ride Moist Mountain with your brother. It's not weird at all. He's a little scared, so he holds your hand the entire time. Okay. (laughs) Is it a transformative experience? Do you get all wet? I assume yes, because it's basically like a splash mountain, right? No, we get moist. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Just spritzed you. (laughs) You leave Moist Mountain. Rick, that was incredible. I am glad that we got to go on it. That You were right. That was awesome. What do you want to do? I I really want to get some ice cream. Did Dad give you any money? He pulls out a little, like, primary colored wallet from his pocket, and he has, like, a $5 bill. Do you think this is enough? Can we just share an ice cream? I think we look up and we see ice cream 615. Hold on. I've got an idea. Oh, is Aggie about to rob this ice cream stand? (laughs) No, Aggie's going to do a pirate. (laughs) Okay. Aggie, what are you going to do? Aggie wants to look in the trash and find a cup, an ice cream cup. Okay. And I will go up to the ice cream stand. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. She looks at you. One of these terrible cats just tripped me and made me spill the ice cream that my mom just bought me. <laughs> Ricky is like standing like 10 feet away, just watching this unfold. I was only given exactly enough for this ice cream and this the, the cat just tripped me and just, I can't. Can I please have more ice cream? Oh, oh, honey, of course, of course. What flavor do you want? Uh, <laughs> I'll slowly turn around and look at Rick and just... Oh, I think Rocky Road. <laughs> He's mouthing Rocky Road <laughs> from 10 feet away. He's trying to use that twin te- telepathy. So you, she gives you this this ice cream. She gives you an extra scoop because she feels so bad. And she gets you two spoons. And I imagine you skip happily back over to Ricky. And he is just beaming with pride. He's so proud of you. And he takes one of the spoons and immediately starts eating some of this ice cream. (laughs) There you go, Rick. Can I have your five? I want to go get popcorn. He kind of cocks his head to the side, like, this is my sister, like, she always does this. And yes, he'll hand you the five. You know I don't want ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, you've never been a sweets person, I guess. Enjoy, little brother. Nine minutes! We're the same height! Little enough! (laughs) As I skip away to get popcorn. (laughs) I think the popcorn stand is right outside of the Scallywags Lagoon. So Richard follows you up to the popcorn stand. I feel like when I get to Scallywags Lagoon, I legit have a moment Uh where I just pause and look at it. 
<laughs> Ricky stops next to you and is also looking up at the sign in wonder, eating his rocky road. Do you still want that popcorn or do you want to just get on this this ride? I don't think I say anything. I think I just start walking into the ride. Okay. So you and well, I guess he has to he hurriedly finishes his ice cream. It's not allowed on the ride. Let's follow the rules so we don't get kicked out, okay? You and Ricky board this ride. The line for this ride is not nearly as long as Moist Mountain. So you board pretty quickly, and you actually get your own boat. It's just the two of you, and this is a dark water ride. So you're going through these scenes of pirates pillaging and plundering and singing happy songs and all that. Do you want to say anything to Ricky? No, I think I'm in awe the entire time. Okay. You get to an especially dark part of the ride and what appears to be lightning starts to like streak across the ceiling above you and you hear the sound of like waves crashing and and the wind whistling and like and it feels like the wind actually like picks up in this room and Ricky grabs your hand again and he says, Aggie, Aggie, I don't, I don't like this part. This is scary. Rick, I'm here. There's nothing to worry about. It goes on like this for a minute. And then you realize that the boat is actually not moving anymore. Um, at least it's not moving forward on the track. It almost feels like the boat is rocking back and forth like left to right and it's like tremors in the water and it's still very dark in here and Ricky says Aggie is this supposed to happen? I don't know but it feels like it and suddenly everything is dark right okay T1M, are you there? I don't understand the question. <laughs> Cap, are you okay? <laughs> what? Yes. What? Okay. I'm just I'm making fine. sure you're ready. <laughs> you're ready to go, right? It's your turn. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We see a very old man working on some park machinery in a backstage area. How old is he? <laughs> He's an old man. Almost looks like a workshop of sorts. The man does not look like a workshop. This backstage area looks like a workshop. His old leathered hands are shaky. Not God damn it, stop making me laugh. He's so fucking old. You can hear the creaking of his bones. You can. He says. you guys suck alright his hands are shaky not nearly as nimble as they once were but he's clearly a master of his craft he hastily pushes his glasses back up to the bridge of his nose 
to fully take in the robot lying on the table in front of him. A sudden rumbling breaks him from his work as a concerned co-worker appears in the doorway. This disheveled man says, Hey, Tim, they're sending us home to be with our families. You, you, you ought to check the news. This could really be the inn. No, no, I don't think so. The last of my family's been gone a long time. Thomas, uh, my son, he, he would have been about your age, actually, now that I think about it. No, he, he's gone. Your co-worker here looks sad. Tim, why don't you just come home with me? Grace and I would be so happy to put you up in the guest room. I, I don't know what's happening, but no one should be left to die alone. No, I mean, thank you, Jeremy, but no. I think if I, if I can't be with my family, I'll, I'll be here with my friends. I always feel like Ian when I say this. The camera zooms out. Ah! Because <laughs> Ian used to say that shit. <laughs> the camera zooms out, and we see four more T1M units in various states of disrepair in this room. Jeremy, still standing at the door, smiles sadly. You see him hesitate briefly before nodding decisively, and then he leaves. As the old engineer continues to work on his machines, he hums a familiar tune. That's perfect. I'm sorry. I just laughed. There are louder and louder rumbles. Tim hears screaming from outside. The table at which he sits starts to shake. You realize quickly that that's the ground trembling, not the table. Random items begin to crash off of shelves, clanging to the floor. Oh, oh no. Though there are no windows in this dark workshop, flashes of strange colors wrap around the door frames. It's all the dust kicking up. The strange light is beginning to reflect off of it. It almost looks gaseous, smoky. The old man, Tim, clutches his chest as the stress peaks. His heart begins to fail him. He looks down at his final T1M unit, which he had just finished fixing. What he wants to say is, No matter what happens, you continue to sweep me off my feet, old friends. But all he gets out as he falls to the ground is, You sweep. (laughs) At that very moment, a bolt of entropic force from the ensuing apocalypse shoots into the T1M units just as they are whirring to life. They slowly turn to look at one another and then collectively at the deceased old man. You heard about the man? It's time to get, 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 sweeping! Milo, is it safe to assume? (laughs) Is it safe to assume that you were working at Lelaine Lamore last you remember before the apocalypse? Yes, 
because you've changed since then, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know what they made us wear, but I imagine it's like tuxedo T-shirts. And I had like a really <laughs> perfect, a really shitty like teenager trash stash, like not fully developed. You could definitely tell it's me, but I looked much different from the like the very well-fitting tuxedo of my Milo Lemoore days. I think that this feels like any other day. You're watching your coworker, Neff, check the lap bar of each ride vehicle. You know they're not really necessary on this very slow boat ride, but it's standard practice. And well, it's your job. The lap bar at least keeps the teenagers from jumping ship in the middle of the dark ride. Yes, it's painfully repetitive, and you'd much rather be wearing that Bacchus costume in Bacchanalia. They just rejected you from the role yet again. I think you let out a little sigh, defeated, thinking about this. You press the unlock button on the lap bars. The riders unload. New riders step in the boats. Neff checks their lap bars again. You press the lock button again. Neff gives you the signal again. You press the green circle. Just like any other day. Have fun on the Lane Lemur. If I had a flower for every time I thought of you, I could walk through my garden forever. Neff kind of gives you a knowing look. He is your friend, and he knows you're you're a little sad from yet another rejection after trying out for Bacchus. He doesn't say anything, because, you know, y'all aren't really supposed to talk in front of guests and stuff, so he just kind of gives you a look of encouragement. <laughs> I think I'd probably give him, like, a like a smirk, like a half-hearted smirk, like a, almost to thank him. And then I look at the next guest boarding a ride vehicle. I say, have fun on the Lane Lemoor. I love you with so much of my heart that none is left to protest. This guest just shakes his head and goes to, to board the, the boat there. Again, very repetitive. You're doing the same thing over and over and over. <sighs> but you look up, very randomly, you look up at the line of people queued up in front of you, and you suddenly get an extremely uneasy feeling. You scan the crowd real quick, and there is a man staring directly at you. His gaze is intense. You feel like you've seen this man before, but you can't quite place him. What do you do? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of locked in here to do, to, like, is there a constant stream of people onto the ride? Or, I mean, it's not one of the more popular rides, so is there, like, time between loading people up that I could maybe there's a little bit of time but it's definitely this is a busy Saturday in peak season so it's still you know there's probably not like a 30 minute wait but this loading zone right here is still pretty full I try to lean over to Neff if there's a like a split second between guests being nearby I say uh hey man you recognize that guy you're pointing at him? Yeah, I kind of gesture over towards him. I would never point as an employee of Whimsy World. <laughs> so, Milo, you're 
you don't really know why, but you're almost afraid to look back. So you're kind of scanning Neff's face here to see, like, if he has any sort of reaction. And you see him scanning the crowd, and he just looks confused. And he says, Nah, man, I don't... I only see a bunch of teenagers. And I think you look back to where you just saw the man. Yeah. To try to be like, yep, he's right fucking there. And instead, you see a teenage boy. He's standing maybe five feet away from you. And he thinks you're staring at him. So (laughs) when you kind of look at him, you make eye contact with this kid and he's holding up both middle fingers. (laughs) <laughs> and says <laughs> he says what are you staring at loser uh um not s- sorry i i am just uh i was just looking i i thought i saw someone i knew but have fun on the lane lamore uh they say when you meet the love of your lifetime stops and that's true and he's kind of like laughing and then you suddenly hear hey are you gonna let us out or what and your attention is drawn to a red-headed teenage girl sitting in the closest ride vehicle to you um, she's trying to push up her locked lap bar in order to exit and her friends are sitting on either side of her and they're giggling at you um, i think you probably scramble to press the unlock button here i'm just kind of like uh so sorry uh just kind of fumbling with the controls and the teenagers exit the boat and the redhead is kind of rolling her eyes at you i never want to stop making memories with you (laughs) and by the way i think that when milo is saying these phrases he's looking at a pamphlet like Like i think yeah uh, these are like whimsy world you know, Whimsy World has given me this manual of phrases to say to people on this ride. Yeah. And then you hear that same voice. Hey. Hey. Milo. Um, yeah. Yeah. What? What's up? And when you come to, you realize that you are standing in a tunnel underneath Whimsy World. Looking into Frankie's face, this red-headed teenager. And T1M is on one side of you, and Agatha's on the other. I never want to stop making memories with you, Frankie. She kind of squints at you, almost like she's recalling it, too. Gross. What are you two talking about? (laughs) Frankie is leading you guys on this mission to Forgotten Frontier. To get some supplies. I imagine she gave each of you a flashlight again. You've got so many flashlights. <laughs> Thank you, Frankie, but I still have the last flashlight you gave me. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you didn't like waste it. That's the problem. We need medicine. We need so much stuff. There's still only one Tim. The other Tim hasn't joined the party yet. Oh, well, see, I just threw y'all into the tunnel and kind of skipped over y'all getting here. So if you want to tell me there's two T, two T, two T, I'm just trying to remember because when we exit 
I'm confused chronologically. I skipped over some time. The other Tim was out with the other cat, and we ended on that Tim and the cat. Right. And the other Tims were coming. But now we're down in the tunnel and some time has passed. So it's a if you want the Tims to not be here yet, that's probably fine. But like if you want them to be here, they're here. Yeah. Okay. So there are four Tims in the tunnel. (laughs) Cool. Makes sense to me. Okay. So I imagine only one Tim has a flashlight. All the other Tims do not have a flashlight because that would be wasteful. No, we keep trading it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we share. So Frankie is leading the way and she's just kind of talking back to you guys. I mean, these tunnels aren't, they're probably like six feet wide. What was that laugh for? <laughs> what are you laughing Because I'm just imagining a scene of of three Tims just pu- all pulling on the flashlight. And Agatha grabs it. And just, <laughs> hey, hey, and bangs them all on the head. Just, <laughs> you can all use the flashlight. <laughs> We're a team. There's no need to fight. Okay. As you guys are walking, Frankie's just talking. Hopefully one of you are listening, but Frankie's just kind of talking. Because she's a little nervous, because... Oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't give that away. (laughs) Frankie's never nervous. You are nothing. I'm hanging on Frankie's every word. Frankie, I can't help but seem you're really sweaty. (laughs) Okay. So I use these tunnels pretty much every other day. And I, I just, I never noticed this opening to the northwest and i mean i'm pretty observant i don't i don't want to say it just appeared but i mean that's why i didn't want to go alone i i mean i was i was talking to blue jean i don't know if you guys know blue jean it's one of the cats blue jean just mentioned it one day and then the next day i was just walking down here and it was just it was just there it was open i mean I haven't really like mapped out the tunnels necessarily. I mean, I use them so much that I just didn't, I didn't notice. So that's why I don't want to go alone. Okay. I probably didn't have to like defend myself, but I think you can probably tell I'm a little sweaty. Okay. Is blue jean trustworthy? Can your connection be measured? I mean, blue jeans, just one of the cats we feed. They they hang around the commerce kids a lot. Frankie. Yeah. Your name's Frankie, I... Aggie, we, we've known each other for ten years. The number one rule of the park is you don't feed the blasted cats. You said in an earlier episode that you definitely feed the park cats. Mm-hmm. I feed my cats. <laughs> they're, they're all park cats. You're a liar. I'm a pirate. <laughs> Great. Speaking of park cats, I had an interesting interaction with one. Come on, princess. Aggie perks up. Do you all remember King Richard? <laughs> I look nervously at Aggie. 
He's very small and thinks he's the king of pirates. Riggedy bows. You mean little dick. Squawk. Mick Murphy, shut up. <laughs> My feline sources have let us know that King Richard has. <laughs> Aggie starts banging on. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> claim to the forgotten frontiers. Aye. Desperate he is, I. I guess. Frankie looks back at you guys. Hello. Still Hello. Hello. <laughs> You're still walking here. She's obviously been listening to this conversation. Nosy. <laughs> Everything echoes in here, man. <laughs> that sucks for four Tibbs. I feel so uh, bad for uh, all of you. Uh, uh, <laughs> when was the last time you saw King Richard? Do you really think there's a way he got here when I haven't even figured out a way to get here until now? <sighs> Though it is really weird that you haven't seen him in how how long? When was the last time you saw him? When we kicked the crap out of him. So you guys are talking, walking. I'm assuming Agatha's processing this information about her brother. Frankie suddenly stops. And I think you all kind of collide into ow, her ow, back. Ow. <laughs> and she's holding her arms up. Uh, we, we all hold our arms up. <laughs> she's got a finger over her lips in the universal sign for be quiet. And you are at a fork in the road here basically there's tunnel that goes off to the right and there's tunnel that goes off to the left and you hear ever so faintly but quickly crescendoing welcome to Wingsy world all you boys and girls <laughs> on your fears oh no welcome to Wingsy world <laughs> Open our gates and walk right through. No more pain and doubt. Only joy to scream about. Come on in and join the fun. Don't be just begun. Let's put a smile on your face. Open up and have a taste. Happiness takes time, you know, so not a moment to waste. Welcome to Whimsy World, all you boys and girls. Leave behind your fears. Here are only happy tears. <laughs> Everyone kill this beast. <laughs> I pull out a gun. I shoot into the darkness. <laughs> oh, boy. That was good eats. That was good eating. Hello and welcome to Shrimp and Crits Whimsy World Edition, Episode 6. I think, I hope, I didn't check. Maybe I should have, but here we are. I want to thank you guys for listening. I also want to thank my beautiful, beautiful boys for playing this game with me. They have made this so much fun. I hope that comes across in our recordings here, but it has been... Such a wild ride <laughs> getting to do this with them. I wouldn't want to be doing it with anyone else. I have to address the elephant in the room, and that is 
Quinn, our friend Quinn, and his beautiful cameo. I did not think that when I asked Quinn to sing for my my game that he would agree, but he so graciously did, and we are so thankful that he lent his sinister singing voice um, for this episode. That's what you just heard. Of course, Quinn Majeski, good friend, and of course, the creator of this fun, fun game we were playing, Absurdia. So thank you so much, Quinn. We are obviously having <laughs> so much fun with your game. I want to talk about how much we love you guys and how much we love when you guys tell your friends about our show. It makes us so happy. And I hope it makes your friends happy when they start listening because everybody needs some happy, right? They just need a little little bit of serotonin and hopefully our show will do that. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we have no new patrons this week. However, there are over 30 hours of bonus content on our Patreon. You can join for as little as $5 a month. Um, you can also just join our Discord server as a tourist, which will allow you to participate in our anniversary tournament that we're... Tournament? Tournament. Wow, I talk weird. Tournament that we are having right now on our Discord. Tourists can access this as well. Um, it is wrapping up in just a few days as our anniversary is on August 3rd. That will be the final day. But get in there and, and vote for who you want to win. I just voted for Milo against Ari. And Cap is very mad at me, and I'm so sorry. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And guess what? Blue skies! Yay! At Shrimp and Crits. I hope that's right. I didn't actually check before this. But yes, we are finally on to better lands better better social medias hopefully if you haven't already please rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice you know how much ryan loves his stars he might love stars but i love words i love those those handwritten reviews they're like little love notes so please i'm begging you just kidding, I'm not begging, but I would I would just love it. We love reading them. We are, of course, bi-weekly on Mondays, and you can catch the next, possibly last, I'm not sure yet, I'm sorry, I wish I was sure. So who knows with this crew, but our next episode is August 14th, day after my birthday. Maybe for my birthday we can finish up. I mean, I'm having a great time, that sounded kind of negative i'm sorry we're having a great time all right i don't know why i said it like that back to the episode see you next time So that singing is coming from the right tunnel here, and it's it's crescendoing and getting louder and louder as the song goes. And Frankie 
whispers, the the left here is the one that Blue Jean told me about. So like this should lead to Forgotten Frontier and that one should just lead back towards Fairy's Glen and Future's door. I've never heard anything singing down here. So the question is, are you going to go towards the singing? Are you going to go towards Forgotten Frontier? I know, yeah, that's fucked up. I'm scared. I mean, I want to go meet Quinn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You do, but does Tim, what does Tim want to do? <laughs> this very much could be a split the party situation. There's four of me. We can split the party easily. Yeah. Because Aggie's going to Forgotten Frontier when she learns little dicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She heard about her brother. And I mean, that is the main mission here. That's definitely where Frankie is going to go. She doesn't want to go towards this creepy ass singing. I'll just send two Tims. Okay. Right. So two Tims are going to go fight Quinn and then mm-hmm. the rest <laughs> are going to go. This is the future Quinn wants. <laughs> God. Okay. Two T1M units are going to go towards this sinister singing voice you just heard, correct? We love singing! <laughs> Are you going to talk to yourself, or do they kind of just like... Yeah! Okay, cool. <laughs> I would say from Frankie, the first T1M unit, Milo and Aggie's view, these two T1M units go down probably about... Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> about 30 yards. I'm just going <laughs> to say 30 yards until they can just no longer see them. And I'm also going to say that the song just... The singing just abruptly stops. It was just the one rendition and, and done. So... I think when y'all can't see the two T1M units anymore is when y'all will start going to the the left toward this uncharted territory. But the two T1M units. So as you are coming down this tunnel, so like I said before, the emergency lights are on in these tunnels, but it's still pretty dim because you are underground. And you've never been underneath here, but you've been walking for a while and nothing looks unusual from all the other stretches of tunnel that you've seen. Except for, and I don't think you have to roll for this because there's two of you and I think you can see with your optical receptors. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. I got it in one that time. There's a bit of purple gas like there's something floating in the air and it's thick and dense it wasn't me <laughs> is it grimace <laughs> sounds like a grimace. it's my birthday <laughs> <laughs> oh no all right t1m why don't you embrace chaos Hey, there was a McDonald's in Disney World. You could give us Grimace. Oh my god, I'm not giving you Grimace. Yuckus. <laughs> Grimsby. 
Okay, what do you want to embrace chaos? I'm not good at that. Oh. I'm going to push myself. Hachi machi, that's a bad roll. Oh, no. I rolled two twos and a three. Two twos and a three, so a five plus what? Plus nothing? You think I have chaos? (laughs) Plus nothing. Oh, wow, I didn't expect you to fail. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) On a miss, literally anything could happen, but it almost certainly won't be good. Frankie's house is so big. (laughs) How does she afford this? Tim, do you see that purple cloud? Why, yes, Tim. It's strangely lovely. It's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Cloud. Have you tried my milkshake? Drink me. Oh, I would love to drink you, but I have no throat. (laughs) Put my shake in your exhaust holes. No! <laughs> you have to, it's my oh, birthday. Right. <laughs> well, when you put it that way. Aha, it's me, the hot doggler. <laughs> the hot dog. <laughs> the hot doggler. <laughs> I'm here to steal your Grimby. Oh my god. Man, I'm the hot doggler. <laughs> Put all your wieners in the sack. No. <laughs> Ryan, that might be the funniest thing recorded you've ever said. That shit was so good. Jesus Christ. The hot dogler. <laughs> I can't even think right. Okay, so Grimace Shake. <laughs> What's down here? Okay. We're so bad. Onimus, literally anything can happen, but it almost certainly won't be good. Hello, Cloud. Is this your house? No, but it's my birthday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> thinking. Y'all keep distracting me. I tried to play in the scene, but Ian. I just want to be Grimby. <laughs> no, it's not Grimby <laughs> I'm going to say. Suddenly, <gasps> T1M that is back with the gang, I'm going to say you suddenly lose communication with your other two T1M units. You can't see through their eyes. You can't hear anything. It is just like they have gone offline, disappeared. I have terrible news. <laughs> Tim, we're trying to be sneaky. We're in a potentially dangerous tunnel. Let me turn down my volume. (laughs) Tim, I have terrible news. What is it? (laughs) Tim, turn down your volume too. Okay. I forgot there was four of you total. I was like, what are you doing? Something seems to have happened to Milo, is there not a mute button? Uh, wait, wait, you'll never guess where it is. I, it, <laughs> oh, there's geez. only two volumes, quiet and loud. <laughs> there's no off. <laughs> we need to go and check on the other Tim units. Um, t- uh, 
Tim, my dear, my dear, dear Chromium companions. Um, yeah, yeah. If the other two of you are in danger, perhaps they chose the wrong tunnel. And that's a death sentence? If potentially. It's a warning sign. For, for us, potentially, yes. So Aggie, Frankie, and I do not have the unique benefit of there being several copies of us. I feel so sorry for you. We can fix a Tim. <laughs> we cannot fix an Agatha. I understand. One of us will go. One of us will stay. The two Tims nod at each other and one goes running off towards the other direction. Oh. Tim Robinson just came into my head and said, are you sure about that? Are, are you, you sure, sure about, about that? God damn it. Okay. Milo looks visibly stressed <laughs> as the as our potentially only backup for Tim <laughs> leaves. <laughs> Frankie is also looking slightly worried, but she is going to keep pushing on down this tunnel. And she says, I mean, I don't know where this leads exactly, but just keep your flashlights up. We're looking for a hatch. Are we looking for a latch or a hatch? <laughs> I believe the hatch will have a latch on it. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> if your eye happens to catch a latch, it will certainly be connected to a hatch. We will have to unlatch the hatch. If there are two, we will have to figure out if it's a match for the hatch. <laughs> if it's too high, I'll snatch the hatch latch. I'm I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing a very it's good okay job. It's okay if we talk in character. I, I have rope on me. We can snatch the hatch latch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even if there is a match, I have plenty of rope. We don't need a match. We have flashlights. If you should strike a match, just make sure there's no thatch, otherwise it might catch fire. Oh, jeez. Don't be ridiculous, Milo. Can I turn my knob back up? I feel weird. <laughs> it's probably best you don't, Tim. Oh. I've, I've never been down here. I have no idea what's down here. You keep saying that, and it sounds like you're lying. I'm just saying we might want to be a little careful. I don't think that y'all see anything out of the ordinary. I think you make your dumb jokes about <laughs> hatch, latch, catch, and shit, but Frankie is being wow. pretty quiet. I thought our jokes were pretty good, guys. I thought it was a pretty good joke. <laughs> I didn't think they were dumb at all. They're fantastic. It's fine. Thanks, Frankie. Tim, you can turn your volume up. It's actually quite hard to hear you. Oh my god, thank you! <laughs> that was torture! Alright, just in time. I think you all kind of run into Frankie when she stops. Suddenly. Ow! Ow! Hi! <laughs> Why the sudden stop, Franklin? Frankie is pointing up. She has found a latch. A ah. Hatch. A latch to a hatch. I see the latch to the hatch. <laughs> Dr. Seuss bullshit here. Okay. 
Frankie, good catch. Nice. She high fives you. <laughs> Agatha, let me give you a boost. Oh, jeez. Frankie's going to turn around and look at you guys. Hello. You can see on her face that she's nervous. Normally, she's pretty, like, hard to read, tough teenager, but... What's the matter, space cadet? I... We have no idea what's here. I... What if I'm leading you guys into danger? This park is danger. My life is danger. I would like to get out of this sewer. Frankie, there is beauty and mystery, and I would rather spend a lifetime with you than face all the ages of this world alone. I have no idea what you're talking about. Maggie's going to take out her paintball gun and try to shoot open the latch. I think at Aggie's like confidence here, Frankie kind of like kind of like shakes it off and like rolls her shoulders and she's like, yeah. <laughs> so you you shoot at this latch and it just pops right open and the hatch raises up like an inch. Then you can see sunlight, some sort of light, it's light. It's coming in. Good shooting! Frankie is going to tap on Tim's shoulder to get a lift. Alley up! Now I'll place my claws in a basket-like formation. She kind of disappears for a second when she gets up there. And you get the sense that she's, you know, looking around. And then you see her head pop back over the hole. And she reaches a hand down. I'll help everybody else up. I'll go last. Milo kind of like strangely floats up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think before leaving the tunnel, Tim will look down the hall into the darkness, wondering where the rest of the Tims are. And then with Frankie's help, get up out of the tunnel. Okay, we will go back to the t the team the team. Oh my god, the T one M in the in the tunnel team t- team of Tims. It's very hard to say. All right, so T one M going back down the other tunnel here. Clank 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 clank. Same thing. You notice that it's a little darker. At least it feels like it's getting darker. But when you approach the spot where you know you lost connection with your other two Tims, there is nothing. There's no purple gas haze or whatever. There's no T1M units. It just looks like tunnel. Where are all my Tims? <laughs> Do you want to keep moving forward? Do you want to look around a little bit? Let me look for signs of a struggle! <laughs> okay. Why don't you assess reality? Yeah! Eight on the dice plus one is nine. Okay. Hold one. I didn't mean to sound so sad. I was just stretching. Hold one. What happened here? 
good question. Thank you. That's such a good question. Okay, I think you are using your optical receptors and you are kind of scanning the walls of this tunnel here. On the right-hand side, you see kind of like towards your feet the tiniest smidge of glowing green goo and it seems to be seeping out of a crack. And I think you kind of kneel down to get a closer look and you realize that this crack kind of goes up and around in a door shape. What a strange gooey door crack. (laughs) I'm gonna knock on it. You're gonna knock on it? I don't know what you do with doors. God. (laughs) (laughs) But here at Wednesday World, we knock. Grimby says, we're gonna knock on it. (laughs) Tim! 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 Are you in there? (laughs) Purple smoke beast, I think you dropped your goo! I'm looking for two very handsome robots! (laughs) Definitely... I want to make you embrace chaos again, but I feel God bad. Damn it. I, know you're, I know you're not good at it, but you're dealing with a source of entropic power. That's fine. That's the game. I picked my stats. You can't give me the sultry sounds of Quinn's voice and not think I'm going to run to it. I know. <laughs> with all of your hit points. <laughs> yep. Well, I have one hit point saved with you. Do Would you like me to embrace chaos? I'm sure I'll roll better this time. <laughs> I would love for you to embrace chaos, but if you fail, I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's better. Okay, seven other dice plus zero is seven. Okay. On a seven and nine, you choose one and the GM chooses one. Oh. You first, my dear. Oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> I would like to gain a clear understanding of the power's source effects and motives, if any. Okay. How many essence do you have marked right now? Two. Hmm. I'm going to have you erase one essence. That's interesting. Do something nice for you. (laughs) Okay. You are looking at this door here. And I'm going to say you get almost like interference in your oral receptors. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Not oral. Aural? Do you hear like static of some sort? And you hear your other units talking to each other about how dark it is <laughs> and how scary. It's really dark in here. <laughs> Don't let go of my hand, Tim. <laughs> I love Tim. This is really scary. I can't believe Frankie's flashlights don't work in here. He has terrible flashlights. And you're kind of thinking about what just happened with the two Tims when they were down here. They encountered that purple smoke cloud, and then they just went offline. And they were investigating this, you know, sinister singing coming from down here. 
something tells you that this is not a trap necessarily. It's it's almost as if whatever this purple smoke, this entropic force is that is singing at you and everything is trying to lead you this way. Ooh. Okay, and then I think it kind of statics out again and you once again hear that terrifying rendition of the Whimsy World theme in your head. Listen here, you handsome boy scoutrel! <laughs> what have you done with my Tim? I think in your concentration here, you kind of leaned on this door here, and next thing you know, you are falling into this hole. <laughs> We're going to go back to Group A. <laughs> that makes it sound like we're in a study of some sort. <laughs> you might be, I don't know. I think it takes a second for all of you. You've been in this dark tunnel for a minute. So it takes your eyes a second to adjust. And you realize you are inside of a store. So this this hatch has opened directly into what appears to be the back room of the main gift shop of Forgotten Frontier. It's quiet, but it is lit up. It's fluorescent lights in this back room here. Frankie, are the supplies that you need here in this abundant shop of gifts? She starts looking around, and she looks like she's in awe. Like there's almost a, a tear in her eye. Like this is could not have ended up in a better place. Look at this stuff. Is it innate? <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> but she sets her backpack down and, you know, you're in a, like a storeroom. So I imagine it's just, you know, like excess stuff. And she is already starting to look around. She says, you guys find, find a bag of some sort and grab anything that could be useful. Batteries, food, snacks, more flashlights. Ponchos might even be useful. You love flashlights. I fucking love flashlights. I I found this little spray bottle that has a fan attached to it. (laughs) Great. We need at least five of those. What a delightful contraption. I've never seen such a wonderful thing. Get your own. (laughs) Then yeah, I think we start carry grabbing as much as we can carry. Oh, Agatha wants to find a claw. <laughs> I've got two, but like a reaching claw, you know. This is... You're also in a back room, so it, you could just find like it could be like a you know a cast members. I just want to find a Willy Grabby Claw thing. Oh my god! Okay, now I know what you're talking about. But it's it's Willy's mouth. And every time you open it up to grab something, it goes, yuck. As you all are looking, doesn't necessarily look like anything's ever been in here. Well, not ever, but since has been in here. There's definitely a thick 
layer of dust on everything. Frankie is kind of looking at the wall. She's trying to find the door into the main shop area from this back room. Is the door hidden or is she just... I mean, she's probably just never been back here before, so she's just looking for it. It's right there, Frankie. Uh, are you looking for the door? It's right there. It's the thing cut out of the wall with a handle on it. Yes, so Frankie finds the store, and she kind of has to, like, put her back into it. <laughs> it do you seems... need help with that, Frankie? Yeah, it seems like something's fallen on the other side. I'm writing down that I have a fan spray. Oh my god. <laughs> write it down. I don't care. And a willy claw grabber. You can write down whatever you want. That's You're giving Ryan a lot of power right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am also immortal. <laughs> I mean, you've been 12 for 10 years, so. Yeah, so actually, actually true. Yep. Let me get that door for you, Franklin. You, you know, my my name is Francesca, not Franklin. What? <laughs> I mean, I guess you wouldn't know. Just never mind. I knew it the whole time. I just wanted you to feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you pick up that box of name tags so you can bring it out with you and everybody can use one so that I don't make mistakes again. <laughs> I was just, I, you just keep calling me Franklin. I was just making sure you knew that my name was well, not Franklin. Well, I know now. And I feel like a jerk. All right, so y'all open this door after that some, was easy. some effort. Wow, that was hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it was just a like a shelf of some sort had fallen in front of it a heavy shelf but you are able to move it out of the way but it is pretty loud but you open to the main gift shop here and it almost feels like fake like it everything seems to be like almost perfectly in place, reserved, like nothing has changed since the day of the apocalypse, other than this one fallen shelf. And Frankie's going to grab her backpack and go into the store. Um, and it is lit by windows. There are a ton of windows, and the sun is coming in from outside. And there's even more stuff out here. There's plush willies. Gross. That sounds dirty. <laughs> There's a plush willy, the mascot. There's. Is there, is there a plush Tim? Yeah. Oh my God. I would love that. What if there is a plush Tim? What if? I, I don't know. If <laughs> there is. If you, it's up okay, to you will, to say there is. There's not a plush Tim, but on a. I think, Tim, you're the second one into this room after Frankie. And on a nearby shelf, you see a little action figure in a box. And it's a robot. Is it me? It is you. I open the package immediately. <laughs> you look behind it and there's a million T1Ms. What does this thing do? Hello! 
Imagine he's like a magnet and you could just stick him to your chest. Perfect. Don't magnets erase Tim's memory? (laughs) (laughs) Tim just shuts down. And that's a a lesson for you, kids. Don't put magnets around your computers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, so there's this whole store. Um, As far as you can tell, it's quiet. Doesn't appear to be anyone else here. And Frankie is emptying a whole container of batteries from behind, like, the cash wrap area. Backpack. Satchel. This place seems great. I don't know what everyone is scared about. <laughs> Frank. Friend. Frances- Francesca? You don't have to call me that. I just didn't want Tim to call me Franklin anymore. Oh, Frankie. Should we return to the Commerce Court and elicit the help of the community to carry all of these supplies back? Um, now that we know the way, it should be relatively easy. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems relatively safe, right? I mean... You might even say a little too safe. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, t- Tim, you did tell us earlier that the pirate King Richard was likely to be in control of this land. I was told that by a cat, and that cat was obviously wrong! This place is great! Look at all these little Tims! Fair. Maybe there's a little Milo! Lane Lamour was not a very popular ride. There's a few dusty Lamour dolls in the very back room. When you squeeze it, tears come out. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) This place is a wreck. I can see little Dick being in charge. So Frankie kind of stands up straight after shoveling random shit into her backpack. And she suddenly just stops talking and... She's staring out one of the windows into, like, the main courtyard area of Forgotten Frontier. And she says, shh, everybody get down. I get down. (laughs) I grab a blanket and throw it over Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And then get down. And you see Frankie is crawling to the window there to get a better look. I will get down and crawl up towards the window. Okay. I imagine Milo is behind the register for some reason, like behind the counter, maybe looking on shelves for supplies. So yeah, maybe he like peeks up trying to see what is what is Frankie freaking out about. Agatha, you're going to look out the window? Yeah. You all know that Forgotten Frontier's name was kind of an unforeseen irony. It looks like your classic Wild West, like right off of a movie set. You know, tumbleweeds and cacti and canyons and all that. 
and its signature ride was Mining Mayhem, a classic wooden coaster in which the rider sits in a mine train that's gone off the rails. Agatha, you never made it to Forgotten Frontier on your day in the park, but you've seen pictures of it, and this looks much like you remember the classic Wild West movie. All the buildings are made to look old and dilapidated. I can't say the word. Dilapid- dilapidated. Is that the movie? Sorry, you said, you, yeah. said, you said it looks like the classic, the Wild, classic West Wild West movie. movie. Like there was only one. Yeah. <laughs> like we're living in a world where only one classic Wild West movie exists. And like then you said class- all the old, all the buildings look old and dilapidated. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yes, that classic movie. Old and dilapidated. Oh, like <laughs> All the every, buildings look old and old. Like every old western movie set in the wild, wild west. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> the buildings are all made to look old and dilapidated, as weathered as the cowboys who frequent them. Nice. <laughs> that was so well put. <laughs> it's in my notes. I read my so proud of you. <laughs> but also the buildings are probably like slightly old and weathered looking because it's been a decade since the apocalypse. So you're looking around Agatha and taking it all all in when you see out of the corner of your eye something moving. You see people. Except these don't look like people anymore. You see some very slow-moving, rotting flesh, ragged clothes, slowly shuffling. These appear to be zombies. And Frankie looks at you, Agatha. I imagine you both, like, take this scene in, and then you, like, make eye contact, and her eyes are huge. (laughs) And it's not, like, a ton of them. There's, like, maybe, like, five that you can see just literally shuffling around in the courtyard you see this i i they look dead yeah those are don't say the word i think as you say that frankie almost like she looks back at the window and she almost like jumps and there's one pretty close it's like on the I imagine this literally looks like a old saloon type thing turned into a gift shop and it's got like a front wooden porch and there is one that's not very gracefully like trying to get up on the porch and it's kind of like thumping its shins against the step step up but it's close enough, and, and you can see it's... Scroll down in my notes, sorry. <laughs> it's wearing a large, goofy hat depicting the likeness of Whimsy World's mascot, Willie. Um, and they have a ripped and ragged sweatshirt on that reads, I'm with my Whimsy wife, and shows a gloved <laughs> hand pointing to their left. They're wearing a fanny pack, and a portable fan is dangling from around their neck. It's a goofy hat? No, I use the adjective <laughs> goofy. Oh. It's a large goofy hat depicting the likeness of mascot Willie. Who doesn't look anything like goofy? 
No. For copyright <laughs> nope, purposes. Nothing, nothing like Goofy. <laughs> it's just a big old Goofy hat. Once I see Frankie jump, Aggie will quickly grab Frankie's mouth <laughs> and like wrap around her and fall down. Just shh. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Got Tim's under a blanket. <laughs> yes, Agatha. I I hate to. Uh, you're obviously trying to be quiet, but I would like to know what's happening up there. It's the tourists that never got out. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> I take off running under my blanket and run into a wall. <laughs> I would yank the blanket off of Tim and grab my box of batteries and head for the underground tunnel because we obviously need to get the fuck out of here. It's good to see you, Milo. Okay, so at that loud noise, the closest tourist here has managed to get up onto this porch here and is definitely attracted to the noise and is now beating on the glass of the shop here. I think it's probably obvious that they're not really sentient. Look, Francesca, they can't find the door either. (laughs) (laughs) We need to go. And we need to go now. You see Frankie frantically, like, looking around. I assume you let go of her, right? Yes. Okay, she's going to go grab her backpack. And you're going to follow Milo and Tim towards the tunnel? Yeah. Back towards the back room? Okay. Going to grab as many little Tims as I can on my way out. (laughs) And I think, Milo, you probably pushed Tim down (laughs) first. And now you're getting down. And I think Agatha's also getting down. I think, Agatha, you look back and notice that Frankie is not behind you. And you hear... The sound of glass breaking. <sighs> and you you hear Frankie. Uh, and you hear another glass breaking. I will quickly run back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, me, uh, we're not going to leave Frankie behind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see it becomes evident that the first smash of glass, as soon as you put eyes on Frankie, she has taken out her small hammer and is smashing the glass on the front of a pressed penny machine. What? What are you doing? (laughs) The second smash is the sound of the Taurus punching through the glass at the window. Frankie, this is simply not the time. (laughs) I, I, I know, but it's, it's Zach's birthday. And she is literally like, she's wrapped her arm in her sleeve and is like digging through broken glass, trying to grab like a handful of the like display Forgotten Frontier press penny. Everything is free here, you fool! <laughs> I'm not trying to steal <laughs> I'm not trying to steal the pennies, I just... We can come back at another 
time, Frankie. This is foolish. <laughs> this was our only chance. Now they're going to fucking know we're in here. You broke it, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she grabs the, the a handful of pennies. She's going to pressed pennies, not just basic-ass pennies. That would be pointless. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the press the press and shoves them in her pocket hold on Catherine. i need to have a conversation with you real quick it's the sample pennies it's not it's like the display she literally smashed the glass to grab like there's probably like a display of like eight for the, the ones you can press into can yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay she's <laughs> literally grabbed the i guess it's probably in like a display like all glued to a sheet of paper or some shit. She's ripped that off and is shoving that in her pocket. There's the zombie coming through the window. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This area is off limits to tourists. Please go around. <laughs> if these things are like on primal tourist brain, they might just see Tim as a park thing. Listen to them. If they're on primal tourist brain, they might be obsessed with getting to Tim. That's true, and that's a chance I'm oh, willing God. to take to save you all. Because I mark experience when I protect someone at the expense of my own well-being! Okay. T1M, why don't you roll hoodwink? When you lie, mislead, or trick someone to achieve your ends, roll plus cheek. On a 10 plus, they are fooled, at least for the time being. On a seven and nine, your ploy works, but the GM will introduce a complication or consequence. On a miss, you might find yourself caught, trapped, or otherwise in hot water. Good thing Tim is cheeked up. I didn't roll bad. Uh, seven on the dice plus one is eight. Ploy works, but the GM will introduce a complication or consequence. So I think it works. Saying that, I think you're almost surprised. You see, like, the zombie tourist suddenly, like, straighten up. They were kind of, like, leaned over, like, trying to crawl through the window, the broken window. But they straighten up, and it's almost like they're, like, standing at attention, looking directly at you, like, oh shit, they just spoke to me. I see you have a button. Have a whimsical birthday. <laughs> but the complication or consequence is all this noise and you shouting at them <laughs> is causing other zombie tourists here to pop up out of <laughs> seemingly nowhere in the courtyard and all of a sudden there are a lot of them at the window everyone form a line we'll be right back <laughs> does this give us an opportunity to run Oh with yeah, Frankie, Frankie. Frankie's like, get the let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think you all make it to the hatch. I think you all have grabbed as much as you possibly can. Can we block this door from the inside as it was blocked from the outside before so that they have a hard time yeah. getting into this back storeroom? Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea because that's what, the other thing I was going to say was the consequences that you're going to lose the easy access there if you do want to come back to Forgotten Frontier. Yeah, I'll just lift a, a desk or something in the way. You're a strong robot. 
It's all the sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so I think you all are very impressed as T would M single handedly lifts like this heavy metal desk desk and puts it in front of the door. <laughs> Milo sees this as he's running for the hatch. He turns to Tim and he says, Your nearness takes my breath away and all the things I want to say find no voice then. Agatha starts spraying him with the spray fan. (laughs) (laughs) Now is not the time! Thank you! (laughs) (laughs) And Frankie pushes you all towards the tunnel. Ah! (laughs) You're fine, you're not like falling into it. I imagine you all hop down very gracefully and Milo floats or whatever. Wow. Yeah. He said he floated up earlier so he can float down. Um, And Frankie will close and latch the hatch back behind. (laughs) I think she even, while y'all are like collecting yourselves back in the, the tunnel here, I think she even like takes out like a piece of rope from her backpack and she is tying like a makeshift lock on to this hatch, just in case. If you don't mind me asking, pardon my language, what the heck was that about? Wait, which thing is Agatha talking about? You trying to die. I wasn't trying to die, but I, I didn't... I didn't want to just go there for supplies, okay? Go on. You had ulterior motives? I mean, I I wanted to know what's going on here in case we ever need to expand or whatever and come this way, but I also it's it's Zach's birthday. You don't you don't know how hard it is for these kids. I I don't. It's just these will make them so happy. We need a little bit of happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I dragged you guys into it. I'm a little more concerned with those creatures. Oh, well, that, I mean, that makes sense, too. But I obviously I don't have a fucking clue, man. It seems their entire personality was orbiting around Wednesday World to the point where they become shallow husk of humans without their own thoughts or emotions. Tourist. <laughs> I love this. Frankie continues on. She says, "I that's the last thing that I imagined would be there. I mean, I, I know Tim said something about King Richard hiding out there. I mean, I don't see how he could how could he be hiding out there? Unless he's one of them. That I don't know how that works, but I I don't think that's the case. This is not the doing of my wretched little brother. There was no sign of the pirate king and no sign of the song that began this morning that sent us on this merry way. None of this connects it. It it makes it makes no sense. It's more troubling than it was this morning to me. But Frankie, I I understand 
what you have for these children, this need to to put a smile on their face, you, I, I, I hope you know what that is. That is love. It's beautiful, unadulterated love. It, it, it's, it's inspiring. I can't put it to words. She's blinking at you. She's just blinking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for loving these children. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she pats your shoulder. There is no love here anymore. Well, that's depressing. Everyone should keep that in mind before we all die. Like we almost did. Thanks to this love of yours. Where do we go from here, though, Aggie? We can't just all return to our individual places in the park when there's still the mystery of the song and who, who destroyed the teacups and and why this way is suddenly opened up to the forgotten frontier and, and how can we get these supplies back to the children that need them. There's so much to do. We cannot part ways in this moment. We must cling to things that seem trivial to you, like love, Aggie. Well, then we need to do things a little smarter. I think as this conversation is happening, it almost feels like you're starting to lose balance. I would like one of you to assess reality. I'm not good at that. I'll roll it. But I'm not good at it. I think I'm pretty consumed in the conversation. I don't think I'm looking around. T1M's the only one that's not in the conversation. I'd be happy to. Eight on the dice plus one. A nine. Hold one. Are there any dangers that I haven't noticed? T1M is kind of scanning the area. There is more length of tunnel onward basically past the hatch not back towards where you came from and i think as t1m is looking down like i imagine you're kind of like standing parallel with the tunnel here and like your left foot is starting to get higher than your right foot next thing you know this tunnel has turned into a slide and you all have lost your footing and in a heap together are sliding back down towards the way you came. Ah. Ah. Into the depths of hell. Excuse me? It's going downward. I mean, I don't know. I hope there's three tins at the bottom.